Am I working? I'm working. <laughs> we got life. All right. So it says on the wall, what does it say? For whatever is born of God. Stop right there. Are you born of God? Right, so we have to says whatever, right? So when, when we um, accepted Christ Jesus as our Savior, we were born of God. Amen. And whatever is born of God, what? Overcomes the world. So anything that happens in the world, okay, we do not give too much attention to it. The world system is meant to depress the believers. All right? It causes oppression, which leads to depression. But we have overcome the world system. We do not belong to it. Right. And and when you overcome the world system, that means you have a new king that doesn't belong to the world system. And what's his name? Jesus. All right. So King Jesus is our, is our king. Right. All right. So then it says, and this is what? A victory. Uh-huh. That has overcome the world. What is it? Okay, so our faith, where do we get faith from? Faith cometh by hearing, right? And hearing it from the word of God, right? And so um, it also says that God dealt each one a measure of faith, right? So faith is the very system that God operates in because faith is his nature, right? One of his character attributes, faithful, right? And so if he's faithful, that means he's full of what? Right. And so now we have taken on this same characteristic, and it's not by anything that we have done, nor by anything that we'll ever be able to do, right? It is something that God is doing to us. Amen. All right, we got that? So now you can't get frustrated. Oh, I messed up. No, listen, God is doing you. All you have to do is surrender and let God be who he is in your life. Amen. All right. We're going to go to um, Romans tonight. Romans chapter three. Verse 21. Paul is writing to the Roman church. Romans 3:21 Okay. So he begins in this in this third chapter by really um dealing with um you know, believers having a defense mechanism, and then he starts breaking down this sinful nature of the flesh and helps us all to know that we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And then after he deals with all of that, 
he, he, he brings it in and he says, but now, verse 21 says, but now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. Now, what he's saying, what, what Paul is saying here that, <clears throat> um, you know, there's sin, um, there will always be sin in the flesh of man, but everything that, that was talked about in the Old Testament and through the laws of the prophet is that Jesus Christ was coming one day and he was going to justify us through what he did and bring us into a oneness, making us his. And taking us from sin and bringing us into a righteous living. And he uses a a vehicle called faith. But in order for you to operate in a vehicle of faith, you have to have faith in Jesus. Because our faith has to change. We put so much faith in survival mode for ourselves. And so there has to be a shifting. And that's why people fight with one another, because you've been surviving for yourself for so long that you got um, trapped up in thinking that it's about you. Somebody say amen. Because if we don't admit sometimes we get caught up in our own little feelings, then we don't give access for faith to be operating because we are believing more in ourselves than we are in the Christ who dwells in us. Amen. So, so Paul makes it clear that all of this is witnessed um, through, through the prophets um, of the law. And it's all been prophesied that, you know, when faith come and on all who believe now, the, the, the thing about faith, faith is believing. But the question is, what do you believe? Let's let's um, it says for there is no difference for there is no difference. <clears throat> um, faith in in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe for there is no difference. Um, you know. When you have faith, it changes everything. And, and so let's let's somebody read verse Number twenty-three. Let's stop right there. Who have sinned? Everybody. So everybody that comes into the church has sinned. All right. My question is: Once you got in the church, have you sinned since then? Mm-hmm. So then, <laughs> so then, so then we have to recognize that God has given us a place to meet where we will always have something in common. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody new comes into the church and they they have sin in their life and you know about it, they are in good company. Right? Because who saved you from your sin? Did you do it? No. God did it. And listen, and I, I believe this. I believe that the only way that God got access to clean you up is first you had to believe that he was there. And when you believed it, you wanted more of him. How many of you wanted more of God? How many of you still want more of God? <laughs> and it's because of, a, of faith. He activated faith in you to make you believe. 
Okay, read it one more time here and we'll go all the way through it. All have sinned, fall short of the glory of God. Go ahead. Being justified freely by his grace, redemption that is in Christ. Okay, so so he justified us freely by what's called grace. So Ephesians 2, um, Anthony, could you put Ephesians 2 and 8 on the board? Ephesians 2 and 8. Says, for by what? For by grace you have been saved. Grace came to save you. Who else did it come to save? Everybody. Grace is here to save everybody. Now, how many of you knew about grace a long time ago? And how many of you took a while before you received the grace? Uh-huh. Grace was there for the reception, but we did not receive grace because we didn't have faith to receive it. And so sometimes you believe you don't deserve it. Or you will believe that it's not for you. And there's a whole lot of people out there that grace is waiting right by them, but they don't have no faith. So then what do we do if they don't have faith? We have faith for them. And then what? 10, Romans 10, 17. For by, wait, 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 wait. Faith cometh, hearing and hearing. The word of God. So we share the word of God. Amen. See, see, now, now look. Now, if now we can't share their pity party. Right. And we can't share their problem. You know, a lot of time we, we call ourselves witnesses and people tell tell us what's wrong with them. And we tell them, oh, yeah, you shouldn't do that. That's not the word. That's not building faith. <laughs> but when you share that Jesus, hey, look, I was just like, I, I had problems too. But Jesus. And then you start sharing who Jesus is. When you start sharing Jesus, that ch- that's the game changer. Because after they hear the name for a while, something happens to you just because of the name. And when you start sharing the word, that brings on the faith. If you don't share the word, they can't get the faith. So people who are stuck in sin don't need you to tell them about their sin. They need you to tell them about the Savior. And when you when we start sharing the word of God, that builds the faith in the person. Their faith changes from looking at them to believing that there is someone greater than them by the name of Jesus. And that's how, listen, that's what this means. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Grace is always here. Faith has to be activated and it's activated from sharing the word of God. 
and we can change the we we are the world changer. And that's how we share it. We share the faith in Christ Jesus. And the more you share the faith in Christ Jesus, the more the person is going to change because faith becomes activated in them. Is that good? It is. Now get there. And that it says you have been saved through what? And that not of you did not save you. You are not God. You are God's child. And everyone else, even people who are doing wrong, are God's children. Right? And he, listen, God wants the ones who, listen, who, who have the faith to share their faith with others so you could build their faith. And when you build their faith in him, he does all the changing. Listen, he's ready to change and do things right now, but he's waiting for, for faith to be activated because he works through it. And Pastor Bill said a minute ago, we can have faith for him. You know how when, when you don't, you, you don't want to pray for yourself, that's why the Bible said pray, <laughs> pray, for, pray for one another. Because sometimes you don't even want to pray for yourself. You get so mad, you don't even want to pray for yourself. <laughs> and you start do, and sometimes you just start doing stuff wrong and you won't pray for yourself but we can pray for one another and it will activate the faith which releases what grace grace saves you all the time when you get in sin you don't die because grace kept you. And when you come out, it's because faith got activated. Or you would have never came out. And not of yourselves, what it is what? Okay. So God gifted us grace through the vehicle called faith. All right, let's go back. Um, verse 20, 24, one more time. Through the redemption. So it was Christ who redeemed us. And it's Christ who will redeem others. Now, here, this is, this is, this faith building thing not only keeps you in victory, but unlocks the doors for others to walk in victory that are in your life. Because when you begin to share your faith with them, you're going to build them up without them knowing you're building them up. That's how faith works. It doesn't need permission. It just needs to be shared. And when people start hearing about Jesus, they start changing. Amen? <clears throat> so the redemption... Christ redeemed all of us, and anyone who is caught up in doing wrong, he can redeem them too. And he has gifted us with this spirit, this spiritual warfare, and he's given us what's called faith, where we can believe somebody free. Amen? You can believe somebody free. And even when they don't want to believe it, you can believe for them. That's how faith, faith is awesome. 
Like, like we heard on Sunday, the man said, Jesus, I know who you are. You don't even have to go to my house. You can send a word. And the person that was at the house that was sick had no idea that the man was talking to Jesus on his behalf. And he was made well because somebody else believed. That's how much faith works in this kingdom that we're in. It changes all the laws of the worldly kingdom. We elevate above it and operate above it. Isn't that good? All right. Whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because of his forbearance. God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. So God, God did it all through one act of his son. One act demonstrates righteousness, unlocked grace, and gave us a vehicle to drive called faith. Just one move. When Jesus was doing that, we had no idea all this was taking place. But he was putting a system. See, we look at, oh, Jesus died for me on the cross. No, he was putting a system in place. A system that changes you from being in a world system. Which means that now you, are, you have the power of God dwelling in you. Now you have the victory. Now, you, because you have that power, you can call on God, believe God, and just because you believe God, it pleases God. And if you please God, that means you're going to have whatever you need. And that's something. But God is so raw. He, I, loved, I love how he put his word together because not only do you get your needs when you please him, you get your wants too. How many of you want something right now? Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. <laughs> I was looking at it. I said, well, you know, God, you said if you become my shepherd, I shall not want. And so I, I began to pray and he said, well, I'm changing your desires. So that you will want what I want for you. And as long as you keep saying what you want. And then he reminded me, do you know exactly what you really want? because I've given you some stuff that you've asked for and then you've asked me to take it from you. (laughs) And so so we have to realize that God's God's system will bypass our thinking. All right, verse 26. Okay. Okay, that he might be just and the justifier of the ones who have faith in themselves. Jesus. One that has faith in the situation. In Jesus. Mm-hmm. One that has faith in the job. See, because I, I'm one that has faith in this spouse. Jesus. Oh, wait, wait. See, we got to go down the line because we, 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 we tend to put our faith in the wrong areas. And we become frustrated. And Christ dwells in you. He is the joy, the fulfillment of joy. 
When you're focused on Jesus, how do you feel? Good. So if you focus on something else, you know you're not going to feel so good. And so the, 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 the strategic methods of this world is to get us to focus on anything except Jesus. You could be at work and you could be listening to your song and worshiping. You know, if you could play music at work, I don't know. But you could be in the spirit and somebody could do something wrong to you. And immediately you want to take it on yourself. Something happened in your head. Somebody, somebody just does something that you don't like. Immediately, we will want to take it up because we don't consciously realize that we put a whole lot of effort in ourselves. And then when somebody does something wrong, we're so quick to take it personal. Even to the point that we get mad at God. For stuff that he does. Right? The reason why we get mad at God is because we are still stuck on ourself. We got faith in self and how we want it to look. Right? If God met all the way you wanted it to look, you'd be happy. But soon as something goes in the opposite direction, our faith shifts. It's no longer faith in Jesus. But we start believing the Kool-Aid, <laughs> right? We allow stuff to take us off of, out of the faith. So it says, his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. As long as we are, our faith is totally in Jesus, Anything that happens in our life, we know that he has already made a way, even when it looks like no way. We cannot get frustrated, um, look at the situation, judge people, because he justified, right? He justified. He justified you. If he allows it to happen, he'll justify it. And what he wants us to do is have faith in Jesus. And as long as our faith stays in Jesus, everything is going to work out good for us. Let's go 27. Where is boasting? <laughs> it is exclusive. By what law? Of works? No. But by the law of faith. Keep if going. Keep going. Or is, he the, or is he the God of the Jews only? Not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, the Gentiles also. There is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith, the uncircumcised by faith. Wow. So, so it says it doesn't matter, Jew or Gentile, where you come from, everything is going to be justified by faith or through faith. Okay, so if, if without faith, it is impossible for us to function in kingdom living. 
You right. have to believe in Jesus. Amen. You have to have faith in Amen. Jesus. If you don't have faith in Jesus, then listen, you will not <clears throat> you will not be able to walk in kingdom living. You don't you don't belong to him if you can't have faith in him. Amen. So so <clears throat> this word says. Whether whether circumcised, uncircumcised, Jew, Gentile, um, saved, unsaved, no matter what is going to take faith. And God is the one who gives faith. He's the justifier. We don't choose who for him, who, who, he, who we want him to save. He makes that choice. God alone. But let me share this with you. If he put him in your life, he wants you to share the, the, the word of God with them. He wants you to build up their faith. He don't want you to talk about how wrong they are. Listen, you, you ought to be out to get your enemies delivered. <laughs> That's good, Paul. Paul said make life easier. Right. Because if your enemy is causing you that much trouble, get them on your side. <laughs> and let him go cause <laughs> keep all the other stuff away. <laughs> and so <clears throat> it says um, back in 27, it said, no, but the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith alone, not by work. Hmm? But James says, faith without works. It's dead. That's right. But faith, when you're in faith, it produces action. And what, what, what the reason why Paul is writing this is not, it's not the works you do that justifies you. God is doing that work through you. So what he's bring, bringing us back to is all about the Christ that dwells in us. So as Christ elevates you, you could never boast in you. You would have to boast in him because that's who you are believing that is working through you. So then, say, I have faith. I have faith. Now, my question becomes, what do you believe God can do? All things, anything but fail, right? So if you have an anything situation in your life, what do you do? Turn faith on, all right? It don't matter what it is, just turn faith on. It will work. I guarantee you, if you believe Jesus can do it, it will get done. But if you believe that it looks like it's not possible, all through, now, Earlier in the chapter, he talked about the prophets and the law and what they have done. And every time the prophets had a situation that looked like it couldn't work, what happened? God showed up and worked it out. Right. The widow was down to a jar with some oil and a little bit of flour. And the prophet came by with the word. See, you, a prophet never show up without the word. Amen. And the prophet asked her if she had any food. 
The woman had food, but no faith. But the prophet showed up with no food, but had faith. The prophet told her, she said, I'm going to make me a meal for me and my boy. We're going to eat it and we're going to die. The prophet told her, make me a meal. And she heard the word from the prophet. And she made him a meal and fed him and her son and her. And it kept growing because faith came in the house. See, faith will make the impossible possible. You just got to get your mind out of it. The moment your mind gets into it, it's a problem. I got to say that again, because a lot of us be letting stuff run through their mind too much. When and, and people say you got to process. If you're not processing the word. Then you processing the wrong thing. If you think too long on anything. The devil will get in it. But if you're processing the word. It will keep him out. He is deceptive and his devices are unknown. That's why God gives us this thing called faith. Because when you start having faith in Jesus, soon as something goes wrong, turn to Jesus. And start saying, Lord, I'm not feeling right. I need you to help me right now. I don't want these thoughts in my mind. All of a sudden, when you wanted to act crazy, you'll be acting right. Why? Because faith changes you. When you start believing in Jesus, it changes you first. Amen? God always uses situations so he could show up in your life. Because he wants you to know the victory comes through him. Has he given you victory in any area of your life? Here's some breaking news. He's going to give you victory in every area of your life. As a matter of fact, you already have it in every area. Listen, own it. Just own it. Where are we at? Okay, we'll go to 31. <laughs> so so now now he's looking at the laws of the prophet right and and <clears throat> a lot of time uh, there's so much teaching i'm just going to touch on it for a minute a lot of times people say well you don't tithe because that's under the law and you shouldn't uh, do any tithing anymore because that was old testament you don't have to tithe and then he says right here it says we established the law it's sealed now christ came to fulfill everything that the prophets was writing about And so then we now have the law of Christ, which dwells in us. So it's sealed now in us. We have it fully in us already. 
That's why we're supposed to do things that are right. For instance, the Bible says to pray for them in a, who rule in authority over you. Right? Pray. So then we get a president. And we didn't want the president to be there that we get. And we start talking about the character of the president. That's not what the, we, we, we are in violation of the law. So our faith is not in Christ. Our faith is in what we see. Now we're putting our faith in the character of a man. But our faith is in the character of Jesus' hand. Now, if we talk about what God allows, that means that we're trying to be God's God. Oh, we. Do you know that God could put somebody in office so that he could bless you and you talking about how your blessing is, is, listen, he put somebody in, in office so that he could get a blessing through to you while they're in office and you talking about the one he put in office and now you block your blessing. Isn't that good? Pray for them, right? Because they wouldn't have got in office unless <laughs> God has a plan that he did not need to discuss with us. Whatever God has allowed, your faith is not in that. Your faith is in Christ Jesus who gave his life for you. You should no longer be trying to live for you, but you should be trying to live for him. And how do you do that? Through faith. I was um, I was at home, and um, and Johnny told me today. She said, "I need to go to the store. You want to go?" I said, no, "I don't want to go. I was on the couch. I was being chilling." She said, uh, "She said, oh, okay. What you want to go to the store for?" She said, "For a party." I said, uh, "What kind of party?" She said, "Well, you was preaching, and you said." You need to activate your faith in whatever you believe in for. Believe it and go have yourself a party for everything that you already know God's going to do. I said, I want to go to the store. (laughs) (laughs) We went to the store, we got balloons. (laughs) We got the little smiley cake, I mean plates. The kids said, What's the party for? It's for, for our faith. It's what we know God's going to do. Because we believe it's done already. And so we're going to have a party today for the victory. What victory? Every one of them. We're just having a party. And so I seen all this. She said, I need some of this neon sticks. And, and so, so, so for real... That's faith in action. I believe it. It's done. Do you know that we, we believe we have faith in Jesus and then we close the door for one little thicket of doubt? 
doubt blocks the flow of faith. Faith is a vehicle. God says through faith, which means it's moving. And when doubt comes in, it stops us. So we need to do things that will erase doubt. We need to speak faith. Pray faith. And demonstrate faith. Because Christ has did it all for you already. Now, I want you to skip over to chapter 4, verse 13. We're going to close with that one. Kill it with what? Mm-hmm. Kill it with salt. <laughs> promise that he would get the heir. So um, we're dealing with Abraham. God counted Abraham's righteousness. <clears throat> counted his belief system unto righteousness. He believed God. How many of you believe God? Now he told him that he was going to have a son and he had two. And the descendant and righteousness came through Abraham. Jesus is one of the descendants who flowed through Abraham. And that's why our faith has to be locked in. It can't be locked in on anything else. And that's why the enemy is always after you. He's going to try and cause doubt in your life. That's his job. Yep. He's going to try to deliver fear to you. That's his job. It's your job not to open the mail. Right? Back to sender. Because your faith is in Jesus. Give God a hand of praise. We have the promise. It's, it's, it's promise. When God 